What if you could end all that suffering with a single pill? Give me till Monday morning, 48 hours. I'll give you results that'll skyrocket your stock price. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Sergio. And I'm Brennan. And today we're going to be talking about a little movie called Deep Blue Sea. Dun dun wee. This episode was brought to you by the letter C and also the word C. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get to that, which is our second week of Aquatic Horror Month, let's do some 10 word reviews. Why don't we? All right. So what I'll do you start. have for us? Oh, okay. I was going to try to interrupt you, but you were being nice and giving me the lead. I have The Girl with All the Gifts. Great child performance. Also, Glenn Close. I love Rage Zombies. Oh, I like her. Okay. I saw Matador. A Moldavar's Growing Pains phase. Okay. That's not a sentence, but that's fine. Whatever. And this was A Moldavar's Growing Pains yeah. phase. There you go. Um, and Matador for me is one of Almodovar's kinkiest, which is saying something. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Following that, we have Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Ooh. the fifth film in the franchise. Is that um, your review? No. Uh, I mean, that might as well be yeah. <laughs> what it was. Um, my review begins at Elizabeth Swan revives a dead franchise with one scene. <laughs> yep. And my review for that movie is cool set pieces and PG-13 slapstick action. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That was 10 words? Yeah. Okay. Oh, some look a lot of words. I counted PG-13 as one word. Oh, that sounds like cheating because it's PG and then 13 is three. What? Because PG, it's two oh, separate you count things. Those as Parental guidance okay. and 13. Okay. I just, it's all like one mishmash of letters. So I um, just decided it was the same. I'll let it slide. Anyway, here is the plot of Deep Blue Sea. On an island research facility, Dr. Susan McAllister is harvesting the brain tissue of DNA-altered sharks as a possible cure for Alzheimer's disease. When the facility's backers send an executive to investigate the experiments, a routine procedure goes awry and a shark starts attacking the researchers. Now with sharks outnumbering their human captors, McAllister and her team must figure out a way to stop them from escaping to the ocean and breeding... Hooray. This movie came out in 1999. Mm -hmm. I was five, so I did not see it. This is my first time. I was nine, and I saw it like a year or two later. Okay. How, how did you watch it for the first time? Um, it was playing on like pay-per-view and on like all those all-day pay-per-view channels, so I would watch it at home when I was alone. You paid to view? I mean, I didn't pay. It was, this was established earlier with those cable boxes. Oh, okay. That situation. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the secret story of Aquatic Horror Month is that you're a criminal. My parents are. I was a child. I couldn't legally conduct any <laughs> crimes. Really? So you can just steal stuff and it's fine? I mean, that's a little different. I did not. I was not responsible for the wiring in my home. Okay, that's true. Hopefully. Anyway. It was my brother. I blame my brother. Okay. We rate every movie on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. So what is your scariness ranking for Deep Blue Sea? You want to know something funny? Sure. It's like as a kid, I wasn't responsible for the wiring in my home, but now my parents like just automatically like ask me every single question. Because you're the child of the internet, so clearly you know about 
technology. They just expect me to know everything. I was like, mijo, connect this right here. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So what is my rating for scariness, you ask? Yes, I did. Um, I gave it two. Why? Two um, out of five screams. Do, do I have to say screams? Well, you never do. I, I know I never do. I remind people that it's how I it do is. that on purpose to leave that out. Um, I gave it two. There were some, like, not solid, but attempted jump scares, you know? Where the what? sharks just burst out at you. Oh, yeah. Did like, anything ah. scare you? I saw you jump a couple times. I jumped exactly one time, and I don't remember why, and it was dumb. It was two times. Um, number one, the shark, the fake shark, when it snuck up oh, on Oh, yeah. Because, um, well, okay, uh, so we're spoiling this movie, but there's a scene where, like, a shark's coming at her, but it turns out to be, the, like, a plastic model of a shark mm-hmm. that did get me a little bit. I didn't jump. I think you did. No. Is that that one or when Skarsgård got his, like, arm ripped off? No, it was something else. I don't remember why. Just the shark showed up at one point. Okay. They do that. <laughs> In this movie about sharks. Yes. Um, Shows up more than Jaws. So, yeah, that was why I gave it two out of okay, five. Okay, great. I gave it one out of five, but now that feels disingenuous. <laughs> because you jumped? One time. You still? Fine. I will give it two, but it's not the same quality as Jaws in jump scares. No, it's not. Like, that one did... That one had jump scares by, like process of good filmmaking yes. like it set the scene it set the mood uh it had a good cuts this one just was like cheap yeah no okay it's not even like annabelle good it's just cheap it's a rennie harlan film and cheap is pretty much the way to describe any of his movies what else has he done that is a wonderful question i've heard he, his name he actually made really from you <laughs> probably he made one of my favorite nightmare on elm street sequels which is the dream master number four which no, almost no one else agrees with me on that. But. I'm fond of the dream child number five. No, you are not. What? Really? Isn't it number five? Yes. Woohoo! I got it right. I just... And don't. now I've never seen that one. I've never seen like half of these. Well, no, that makes sense. Okay, he did Die Hard 2. He did something called Cliffhanger. The Long Kiss Goodnight, which Matt really likes. Um, Exorcist the Beginning, which I think we watched together. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, that's probably where I remember his name from, that whole, like, spiel over... Like, who directed Yeah, that and movie. which one was the worst one, and, you know, spoiler alert, they're all bad. Except for the first one. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking specifically about the Equ- Exorcist prequels. Okay, yeah, The Beginning and Dominion. And they're basically two halves of the same movie. Mm-hmm. It's... it's I don't want to get into that. It's like, I don't like either of them. It's like when you're on the toilet and you do some business and then you leave, but then you realize there's more business to be had. It's like that. And you poop in a different toilet. The same and, toilet. And charge the Listen, most people only have money. one toilet, Brendan. Most people aren't even have like 2.5 baths, okay? No, I'm... D- okay, never mind. <laughs> I was just trying to further the metaphor. Okay. But he also directed The Legend of Hercules with Kellen Lutz. Oh, I remember that year. Again, another year where we got two unnecessary Hercules films. Yep. That kind of stuff happens all the time where like just two of the almost exact same movie come out like i think it was 2013 we had two january movies that were found footage movies about demons possessing people it was it's like i want to know the studio executive that is working at multiple studios and selling these ideas to these yeah. poor people or like who are like hopped up on cocaine being like that's yeah, great mm-hmm. more give us more yeah no it's crazy like um doing my slasher movie stuff that i watch there are two birthday themed slasher movies that came out within months of each other in 1981 and in 1986 there are no fewer than four different movies that take place on april fool's day that are slashers 
it's crazy. Mm. But that kind of stuff just kind of happens through the confluence of nonsense. But anyway, I did get spooked by Deep Blue Sea in that one scene, but I don't want to admit it because it's it's like a it's a splody action movie. That's what Rennie Harlan makes. Yeah. It's not really a horror movie. No, it's not. I'm not going to say that it is because it isn't. Um, I agree that it is more action-y than anything. Uh-huh. Um, again, I told you the jump scares were cheap. Like, they weren't even particularly well-crafted. They were no. just like... Just some jumps out like ah. I'm just mad. Whatever. Let's move on to campiness. All right. What'd you get for campiness, my friend? All right. I gave it three out of five perms. Because I gave it four. Ooh. Okay. Um. Do you want to trade off like nuggets of campiness? Sure. I'm gonna drop you one. Um, the rap song that LL Cool J has written for us for the end credits. What does he say? Like my head is the shape of a shark's fin or something. I didn't hear the credits at all. I didn't listen to the song at all. But it's so good. I was busy reading a story on the on Wapo. I'm sorry. That's the story that you tell that to everyone every time. Like, no, normally it's Politico. This time it was Wapo. I think it was Wapo last time. Anyway, I'm gonna look up the lyrics to this song. Okay, and while you're doing that, I'll give you like one of the reasons why I gave it such a high campiness score. Yeah, give me 13 reasons why. <laughs> um, the dialogue in this film, I just thought it was kind of over the top, as one would expect from a terribly or a terrible, terribly cliche, actiony, Rennie Harlan film. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm still looking. It it just showed up. Um, this really weird song called "Deep Blue Sea" that's like a folk song about Willie drowning in the sea, and it was very sad. Were you looking up the lyrics to that? No, I was looking up the lyrics to the Deep Blue Sea. No, but song. like when you found this sad song, were you looking up the lyrics to it, being like, "I want to know more." I mean, I'll, I'll read that to you in a second. Okay. But it turns out the song I'm talking about is called Deepest Bluest, parentheses, Shark's Fin. And the first song is, uh, my hat is like a shark's fin. Why? Who care? Who ca- One? It's one of them like 10 gallon hats. He does not wear a hat in this movie. So. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He's like bald. Oh. You know. That's why he wears hats all the time. No, there's no bald. hats. And then, deepest bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. It's, it's not Shakespeare here, but I appreciated the song. Who are you to judge? Millennia from now, people will be studying this, and they'll be like, whoa. We live under the sea at this point. Like, the ice caps have melted. So it's like, well, this guy knew what was up. He knew that we would have heads for shark fins, or shark fins but for it's heads. A hat. Okay, but here's the song I'm talking about. It's called Deep Blue Sea by Pete Seeger, and here are the lyrics. Deep blue sea, baby, deep blue sea. It was Willie what got drowned in the deep blue sea. Dig his grave with a silver spade. It was Willie what got drowned in the deep blue sea. <laughs> poor Willie. Which, oh, uh, it seems to be some kind of Irish drinking song because it just keeps repeating stuff. But dig his grave with a silver spade. Lower him down with a golden chain. Wrap him up with a silken shroud. Golden sun. Bring it back to me. And then he drowns. And then it was Willie that got drowned in the dot 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 deep dot 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 blue dot 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 sea that sounds like so much fun to like drink to it sounds miserable it was willie who got drowned in the deep blue sea if i can remember maybe i'll play a little snippet of that song at the end of this episode and like i'm drunk already like i had a cannoli which was great it was great I had a bigger cannoli. <laughs> well, that's because you could afford it. It was delicious. Me and my one bathroom and my one toilet can only afford the one small cannoli. The toilet can only handle so much cannoli. <laughs> okay, but also... 
Also, I bought you the cannoli, so the metaphor still doesn't work. Isn't the people, the audience doesn't know that? Well, they do now. I mean, you ruined it. Anyway, sorry, we're, we're, we're very much tangenting already this early in the episode. There is a parrot in this movie. I LL love Cool J's best friend of the parrot. I love the parrot. The bird. That's what he calls it. Yeah, he calls it bird, which you were quick to judge, but people who live in glass bird cages should not throw stones because all of your birds are also named bird. No, my birds are part of a family, and their shared family name is Familia Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and occasionally i call them lizards okay after i took that biology course and learned that birds are descended from <laughs> reptiles anyway yeah, look a, it up people there's a parrot in this movie there's a part where she needs to electrocute one of the sharks the main girl who's played by saffron something oh i hated her this, yeah, is, this is part of the reason why the campaigning score was so high was her terrible British accent. And yeah, for all and I know, she is British, no, but whatever I'm, accent she was putting on top of that was just bad for business. No, I'm almost 100% certain she's actually British. I don't know why else she would have had that accent, but because it wasn't like said in England or anything. What was her name? I'm just, it's just showing me saffron recipes. <laughs> okay, I don't care. I really don't. Okay, but anyway, yeah. saffron. <laughs> She's it's a very expensive spice. It is. She's the most expensive actress. <laughs> Probably not. But there's a part where she has to... Maybe in this movie she was. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie. As an actress. Oh. Oh, you're right. I don't think, you know, Paula was going to get that much. Brenda. Brenda. The secretary lady who explodes very quickly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she needs to electrocute this shark. But apparently she's standing on a metal table that will conduct electricity that's clearly made of plastic or something but she has to take off her wetsuit and stand on it to prevent it from conducting the electricity so she's just literally in her bra and panties attacking a shark with a wire and i'm like i'm definitely watching a Rennie harlan movie right now <laughs> oh it was ridiculous it was a beautiful like set of underwear i will say mm. um do you want to talk about how samuel jackson bids farewell in this movie um sure I will say that some effects are good and some effects that, are cheesy. That's later. They're cheesy also. Okay. Um, I think some of the sharks are kind of cheesy. Um, and the characters never fail to make terrible or never not fail to make terrible decisions. Never stop, never stopping. They never fail to not make terrible decisions. Am I saying that right? I have no idea. They make terrible decisions. Fine. Yeah, you're right. They make terrible decisions. At every opportunity. And that is evidenced by Samuel Jackson standing over a pool of some sort. Yeah, that's like in any movie when someone steps out in the street to yell at someone. It's like, yeah, you're going to get hit by a car. Yeah. Um, basically, the shark Regina George him. Like, it came out of the <laughs> pool. <laughs> it just got him. It was great. And I saw Brennan getting ready for it, and I was like, oh, he knows. I just, it was a bad setup. I had, I'd, I'd also heard a little something about it. I knew he died in some sort of flagrant way. Oh. And I was like, this seems right. Well, it could have been a number of ways. It could have been the nasty way. I don't know what that means. Like but okay. en flagrante. Naked? Well, is that what that means? Yeah. Oh. Well, you said flagrant. So I just, I just try to make Maybe a joke. Maybe it means on fire. My joke fell flat. flat. Like, I'm just going to take that, take that L. Okay. Do you have any more campiness or should we move on? I'm done. I think we hit every one of my bullets. Okay. Bullet points. I have yeah. no bullets. That's good because that's illegal. It's not illegal for me to have bullets. We're on a school campus. Still not illegal for me to have bullets, is it? I'm I mean, bullets with no gun. Maybe. I don't know. I, I have know neither either way. Let's talk about effects. 
I'm giving this movie three out of five fishies because yeah, the, the sharks are cheesy CGI, but I was surprised by how relatively convincing it all was. Cause this is early in the CGI era. I mean, obviously Jurassic park came out six years before and that's mm-hmm. like a masterpiece, mm-hmm. but not everything is at the level of Jurassic park. No, one could say none of it was. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that like most of the stuff during that era was pretty bad CGI. Like we're talking like the, that mummy movie that the rock was in the scorpion King. Oh yeah. And that terrible CGI where he's replaced by just like, like a plastic Ken doll version of himself. Yeah. But the CGI here, it's obviously CGI, but it's moving around fast enough that you don't really care or notice that much. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't impede um, the experience of watching it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is good, so I want to reward that. Yeah, it's not as bad as, like, say, um, Bruce in that last scene of Jaws where he's just, like, thrashing back and forth and back and forth. Uh-huh. And you can tell that it's just, like, this fake thing. Like, the CGI in this movie is pretty good. And um, it moves quickly. One thing that I think was really good about the effects, though, were the explosions. Oh, yeah. The, you got to have explosions in a Rennie Harlan movie. There's, there's explosions in his Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Things just explode for no reason. <laughs> really? Is it, like... Is he like the J.J. Um, Abrams of explosions, but instead of like lens flares, it's explosions? Mm, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just explosions are great. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with explosions. But yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the CGI was so decent because like some movies nowadays don't have CGI that good. Like Maybe the budget was big. It was probably a huge budget. I will look that up. But, like, I mean, obviously, Sharknado is a very low-budget movie, but, like, all those movies have terrible mm-hmm. CGI, and like we have, like... Octa Shark or something? Shocktopus? Sharktopus versus something. He's versusing something now? Oh, he versus all the things. Is this what he does? Do we use this, this like, abomination of man to fight <laughs> things? No, we just watch them fight each other, pretty much. Okay, deep blue sea budget. Come on, baby. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. It was sixty million dollars. The budget That's was pretty big. Yeah, it is. I mean, it made one hundred and sixty-four point six million. So, so it was wow. a good investment. Well, it's probably worldwide. Okay, still a lot of money. Well, yeah, but like the worldwide is. Never mind. Never mind. Go well, ahead. worldwide wasn't what it is now. Back mm-hmm. in the nineties. Okay. We didn't have that kind of distribution channel set up as much. Um, do you have anything more to say about effect? This movie is so bare bones. Like, I feel like this is going to be such a short episode. Um, Do you have anything more to say about effects? Uh, Explosions, not stellar sharks, better than Bruce. Nope. um, We, again. You think it's better than Bruce? Yeah. I don't know. Like, that one scene that you're talking about, the motion of Bruce is a little rough, but I think the shark in Jaws is still a pretty incredible animatronic achievement when it does show up. What about the shark that they used when they were, like, injecting him with the thing in the brain? Or removing whatever it was from his brain? The plastic shark? Yeah. Not the, no, no, not that shark. Um, it was before Stellan Skarsgård's arm oh, got ripped off. Okay. Like that one guy had to kind of sedate the shark or call him uh-huh. down and she removed something from his brain. Okay. And like it seemed pretty realistic because they were like dousing him with water. Yeah. I still feel like Jaws was realer. Okay. We can agree to disagree. Whatever. Anyway, um, I do want to mention that a, a one Thomas Jane is in this movie and he is introduced to the movie with his shirt off and never again does he have his shirt off which is very disappointing for me because mm-hmm. he's an attractive man in his in his prime yes not the face so much don't be rude no he's not unattractive but like 
his face is kind of goofy. He's just um, like, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. But, he's average Joe hot. Yeah. Well, he was ripped in 1999. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to put on a wet wetsuit at one point to avoid hypothermia. But his wetsuit still doesn't have sleeves because yeah. no outfit. He's like Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He it's never always. has sleeves on. <laughs> Any excuse he can to just show the show the guns. Yeah. It's got a ticket for the gun show, ladies. How's Mac doing this season? Uh, season ended like a couple months ago. Um, How do you do at the end of it? Is he okay? Yeah, he's, he's doing fine. Okay, good. We got to tell a story to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Thomas Jane, he was good. I feel like I had something to say, but it's gone now. Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about Mac and it sleeves. It tragic. Mm, no, he was, he was attractive. I really don't remember why I brought him up. I'm sure it was a great reason, but I'm going to give this movie three out of five unlucky stars for quality. Then we're the same one that I gave it three. Okay. I do want to make it clear that it's lower than Jaws because I also gave Jaws three, but I kind of regret that now. Partially because Matt got mad at me, but mm-hmm. mostly because I am aware that I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, I gave it a three. If I were to be ranking it on nostalgia, I would give it a four. Okay. Because I did see this movie quite a bit when I was a kid. Um, but it doesn't really hold up as a rewatch. I was watching this. I was like, ooh, oh, this is some bad dialogue. Oh, there's going to be the shark is going to cure Alzheimer's. Oh, no. Um, and they're like, the shark's brains are huge. Mm-hmm. However, the camp does elevate it and makes me appreciate it in a different manner than I didn't as a kid. Yeah, it's it's a decent, bad, good experience. Yeah. Um, One of those films you love to hate, you know? Yeah, and it's got mad slow-mo, brah. Oh, that annoyed me so much, this go-around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't like slow-mo, I don't think. Didn't that no. bother you about something else recently? Oh, no. Was it Sparta, the, the 300? We didn't watch 300. No, but I've never seen that movie because it's so all in slow-mo. Oh, okay. Motion. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but something did bother you like that. For me, what bothered me is that, like, the second and third acts are so repetitive. It's like... Oh, when they're just making their way through the tunnels yeah. and closing doors. Yeah, they're like... Gore's the real enemy in this movie. Yeah. No, most, for a lot of the time, the sharks are not on screen. They're like, okay, we got to go down here and open this door so the water will flow into the hallway, and so that'll buy us time to do this. And then they're like, okay, we got to go here and close this door so the water doesn't flow into this one, mm. and we got to open this. And they're just constantly, they're rushing down hallways full of Titanic water coming after them, and then sometimes a shark shows up and I'm like, please stop. <laughs> I'm so bored of this. I'm yeah. sure it was cheaper than the sharks. You're right. You're right. It must've been fun for them. Is it, it like, I was saying this movie would make a good water park <laughs> because constantly people were being rushed along by giant tor- torrents of water. Yeah. It did seem kind of like fun. Yeah. I mean, LL, LL Cool J gets like whipped down the stairs. He also almost gets cooked. He does. He gets stuck in an oven and the shark accidentally turns on the oven or maybe not on accident because it's a smart shark. Uh-huh. I don't think it's that smart. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the thing is, LL gets, he gets like taken by the shark and... What do you mean taken by the shark? It like grabs him and starts eating him. LL? Yeah. Oh, like towards the end, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, the shark has him in its jaws and I'm just reminded of Halloween H2O, which LL Cool J was also in. And I guess I'm going to sort of spoil Halloween H2O, but who cares? Um, <laughs> LL Cool J in that movie, <laughs> um, he gets shot and he's very clearly dead. But then in the end, he comes back and he's like, I'm so lucky. The bullet just grazed me. <laughs> so I th- 
he he basically did the same thing. He's like, the shark just grazed me <laughs> because he's one of the only survivors at the end of this movie. I think he wanted to like, you know, make a make a role for himself as LL survivor yeah, of but, these horror movies. Yeah, but he always plays like a very sensitive character too, which I find really amusing. Like he's a chef in this one and he just talks to a bird and makes cupcakes the whole time. And in H2O, he was trying to write a romance novel. Okay. I don't remember that, but okay. It's true. It happened. I believed you. Anyway, how are you feeling about this month now that we're two films um, down? I think we're good. I think we've had two pretty solid entries into the genre. We've had one that's, you know, a classic movie. You know, it's kind uh-huh. of like the height of movie dumb, one yeah. could say. It's def- definitely the height of shark movies, maybe the height of cinema history. Mm-hmm. And we had this one, which was a big budget affair um, and kind of campy, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, it, it, it's it's fun. Uh-huh. It was a decently fun movie. Like this is what, okay, like Jaws is what um, summer blockbusters kind of st- like hope to be. Like, okay. you know, just really good movies that everybody goes to see. Uh-huh. And then like Deep Blue Sea is kind of like what people settle for. You okay. know, like a movie that you'd watch like for a matinee or something. No, that's fair. Um, but it's like still at that level of like big goofy fun. You're spending mm-hmm. time in the air conditioning and you don't really care. Yeah. You're having some popcorn. You're, you know, yelling at the screen. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Please don't do that. Saffron, don't take off your clothes. Anyway, um, next week we're going to be switching things up a little bit. We're actually watching a movie that's not about a shark <laughs> or any killer fish of any kind. In the next film, the monsters are purely human and purely Billy Zane, who is incredible. Titanic? We're watching Titanic? No. (laughs) Although you'd think, because we did spend a lot of time talking about Titanic two episodes ago. But... um, you were humming my heart will go on <laughs> during, during the movie. One. No, there were big chunks chunks of shark meat raining from the sky. And it was like do 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 Um Sing along if you know the words. Anyway, we're watching Dead Calm, which is one of Nicole Kidman's earliest films. It's an Australian movie. It is not a Jane Campion movie. No, it's not. Um Matt informed me that it is produced by George Miller, who made all the Max, Mad, Mad, Mad Max movies. Is George Miller Australian? Yes. Okay. Mad Max oh, is Australian. Well, well, you haven't seen the main ones. I haven't seen the main ones. I just know that this one was set in Australia. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Australian. He's an Australian okay. person. Gibson um, Australian? Uh, he's got a weird thing, but yes. Okay. Like he was like. He lived in Australia for a long time, as far as I can remember from what I when I researched him. Because uh-huh. he was either born in America to Australian parents or born in Australia to American parents or, like, something where he's, like, kind of everything. Mm-hmm. But Australia is in there somewhere. Do Matt you think will, Hugh Jackman would have made a better Mad Max? Let's not talk about this because I don't want Matt to send us a slew of angry tweets, but no. Anyway, we're going to be watching Dead Calm. It stars Nicole Kidman and Billy Zane and some other dude who I don't remember. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No. This was like... Hold on, I'll do it. It came out in 1989. Oh, and the other guy... It is Sam Neill. I thought it was. I thought you were going to say it is Leonardo DiCaprio. No, 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 no. It's Sam Neill of, well, Jurassic Park. (laughs) 
But yeah, we've come full circle here. It's a great cast. I'm very excited. Is this is the um, other than Jaws? It's the movie that I've seen before um, that we're watching this month. Do you remember liking it? Yeah. When did you watch this? Uh, my parents showed it to me back oh. in the day. What movie is it? What is this rated? Like I don't know, R probably. Why would your parents show you that? They're very cool. I don't think so. Shout out to I mom mean, and dad. I mean, they are cool, but I mean, like, I don't know if they'd be cool enough to show you as a kid like an R-rated film. I mean, I was probably like 13. Okay, it seems enough. Yeah, it was, it was great. We're going to watch that next week, and it's going to be great, and I'm very excited. Anyway, if you want to contact us, if you want to talk to us about Deeper, Bluer, The Deep Blue Sea, my hat is like a shark's fin, um, you can <laughs> find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because we'll, we'll send you a hat shaped like a shark fin. I feel like I can make any claim at this point that will send people anything because they won't review the show. Yeah, if they weren't doing it for like Baskin Robbins ice like, cream. I'll like, send you one million dollars. Don't do that. We can't promise that. Okay, no, I can't. I also can't promise a shark's fin, although I can try. I can at least staple some construction paper together and mail it to you. We can go to like one of them fisheries and buy one probably. Probably. Are they illegal? How many shark fin hats? Like shark fin soup is a thing. Yeah, but it's not like a, we're not going to send someone like a real severed shark fin in the mail. That's some Godfather <laughs> level crap. It's like, well, why did you wait so long to give us a review? Like, yeah, let this be a warning to you. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, um, thank you we'll so much. We'll deplete your oceans. Thank you so much for listening and good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Stay away from cannoli. Deep blue sea, baby, deep blue sea. Deep blue sea, baby, deep blue sea. Deep blue sea, baby, deep blue sea. It was Willie what got drowned in the deep blue sea. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Brennan fans out there. Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes I feel like we're mortal enemies. I, don't, I feel like Matt's solidly team Brennan. Oh, no, I love Matt, but he got real mad at me when I didn't like Jaws that much. Well, you deserved that. No, he's right. I did. He texted me. He was mad about Jaws, and he was also mad about me wanting to give away the Nerve download code. Number, <laughs> number one, Nerve is incredible. Number two, in my written review, I am giving Jaws an 8 out of 10, for the record. Okay. Good job. So, welcome back to the screen. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly, and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.